you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions 8, the Google Ads Agency. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Efe. I'm a strategist at Solutions 8. And here is... I'm also a strategist at Solutions 8. So this is the new content. It is called PPC Talks. So we're going to chat about a lot of stuff. The first topic is... Performance Max. So Performance Max, this is all people are talking about. And we made a lot of videos about this. So let's chat on what is Performance Max and how it changed the game. So what are your thoughts on that? It's interesting. It's like this huge opportunity for businesses to take every platform Google has out there and launch their brand, build brand awareness, get sales get conversions and just scale like crazy amounts. When we're looking at performance max, you're practically on every Google channel from YouTube, Gmail, display, discovery, shopping, and search. And you're basically all over the place. That's my best way to explain performance max. You're everywhere on Google from anything that has to do with Google, you'll show up there if you set it up properly. And it's brilliant because once you start a PMAX campaign, you don't have to worry about setting up any other campaign at all. You just set it up, you let Google do its thing and Almost every time it just takes off. You're building brand awareness. You're giving people the right ads at the right time. And it's just amazing. That's all I have to Besides say. Besides from supplementary campaigns, of course, sometimes it needs a little guidance. Sometimes it starts a little wild. Yeah, but sometimes these campaigns start immediately. We've had accounts that just start going crazy. We had a campaign, an account where we scaled from 12 grand a month to 40 grand a month in literally a month span. So we pretty much almost three X their budget or more than three X their budgets in a month. And then we've had accounts that were completely dead accounts that were dying that just completely turned around. We had a client that was spending about $300 a day, but their account was just going down. We had tried everything, standard shopping, smart search, YouTube discovery display, anything we could think of, like any possible strategy out there. We tried it. It didn't work. Launch PMAX. It's running at a three X at a thousand dollars a day right now, which is ridiculous. The first time it was introduced, like the first thing that popped into my mind is that this is literally Facebook now. Like Google is known for targeting intent. Now we mm -hmm. have that audience. Like we always had audiences, but this is a new approach. So it is exciting. So my next question is, is there any SOPs in your mind? Like what asset groups or targeting options we are suggesting, which we avoid, what works better? So let's talk about that, the asset groups. So the build-out itself, the build-out can vary from brand to brand. The general audience signals we like to use right now, or the ones I personally like to use are, I know it's been brought up a bunch of times on our channel, just to reiterate them, their competitors are always good. Your in-markets are always good. Your affinities are always good. Your brand keywords and brand URL is always a good one. Your customer list is an amazing thing to target as well. Those are the main five that we go for. And then the way these five are split out is those are your five base ones, right? Those are the signals that you're going to work with. The next part is how do you use those effectively? The way to use them effectively is to split up your products as much as humanely possible. So split them up based off categories, split them up based off brands, split them up based off of whatever way, shape or form you can color, even if you want, right? If your brand is based off of color, like whatever works best for your brand. Cause we have, I'm going to use electronics as an example. If I was running ads for an electronics store, let's say laptop screens, right? And so what a client came to me and it's like, we're selling laptops. We have Dell laptops. We have HP laptops. We have Lenovo laptops. Those are the three brands we carry. Right? The way I would set up that PMAX campaign would be that. I would split up all my Lenovo laptops into a single asset group, right? 
And then Lenovo laptop, as I grew, would have five of those signals, but each signal would be separate. All combined Lenovo, all combined. Yeah. So you'd essentially created 15 asset groups out of three different categories, right? And the thought process between that, behind that is that because you're splitting it up, you're targeting 15 different audiences with that, right? So your chances of resonating with an audience significantly increases compared to if you were only targeting three different audiences. And once you resonate with an audience, once Google knows who your audience, it just goes down that rabbit hole of, oh, it's on the perfect customer. And now it knows who to target. So that's why at the very start, you got to be very careful with how you set it up and who you target. Yeah. So to sum it up, it is basically like your usual targeting option, like keywords, support converters, site visitors, it depends on category visitors, all visitors, it depends on the industry and the client. So in market, all combined, and those assets groups times the categories you define, whether it's secondary brands or your usual categories. Yeah. We've had build outs that are like 80. 90 asset groups. And you can just go wild with search intent. Like let's say you're selling pants. You can include keywords specifically for pants. Then you can have another asset groups that are targeting people who search for pants for new married couples, like people who are about to marry. So purchase those stuff because they're building a new house. So you can yeah. create an asset groups targeting those people only, only using search keywords. So you have mm -hmm. to be more creative when it comes to search intent keywords. And I see that search intent is working better than buy intent. I like actually split up when I create keyword signals, I split them up to like, I'll create an asset group that's for search intent and then one for that purchase intent. So that basically split it up into two. I don't combine the two. Ideally, each signal you can think of, you want to separate it out into one. You want to let it be tested individually is what I'm saying. So the other question is how it behaves, like what about supplementary campaigns and like the issue with the smart shopping when you launch it first time together, it goes like this, the spend prep, and it sometimes steals conversions from brands. So how it behaves. When you launch your PMEDs, you don't really want to shut up all your campaigns right away. Eventually they're going to start dying out. Your smart shopping or shopping habits usually are the first to die down. And as soon as they stop spending, turn them off. Then it's usually your search stuff, especially if it's like inbound campaigns or exact match stuff, not exact match, sorry, phrase or broad match. Those are the ones that start dying down. Once those start dying down, then just get rid of those as well. Basically keep your campaigns running. Don't just launch PMAX alone and then turn everything off. As soon as you launch it, let them run, let them die down and then turn them off. So wait for it because Google's just stealing data from them at that point. Can you give the example, like you came up with this idea, like the supplementary DSA, you see an opportunity there. Uh, yeah. Engagement. One of the favorite campaigns I like to run with my PMATs as a supplementary campaign is the DSA itself. And I usually launch it a little later now, once the PMAT starts getting some momentum, if it's already not launched, if it's already running, I leave it running. But if it's not, I wait a little bit to launch it, which you'll notice with the DSA campaign and I don't think we can share screens and actually we can, but that'll, that'll be for another time. But what you'll notice is that I need to find an account to do that. I don't have one on the top of my head to give an example and a date range. But what I want you guys to do, if you have that running is go into your PMAX insights, go into your keyword themes, right? Take like the first two keyword themes, right? And then go into your DSA campaign and filter out all your keywords that fall under that theme. So just go into DSA, search terms, contains, and those keywords, right? And then look at week over week data with the launch of Pmax. Yeah, week over week with the launch of Pmax. What you'll notice is 
as your PMAC starts transitioning into certain keyword themes, your DSA campaigns will just as heavily push those keyword themes. And it'll be like an upshift and downshift of what do you call it? Conversions and clicks, impressions. It just goes uphill. Your impressions increase, your clicks increase, your conversions increase. So if it starts working really well in the PMAX, that keyword theme, it also starts working just as well as DSA. There's supporting one another, telling each other which ones to go after. Yeah. I don't like to mention this. Like we see this in a lot of accounts. So when you first launch the performance max campaign, right? It starts with a low hanging fruit. It stops the brand. They are not excluded. Like it starts like this. So it peaks, it exhausts the brand. It sort of sounds like when it first starts, you're like, oh my God, we're hitting. Like this is yeah. skyrocketing. Then it starts to die a little because it, uh, it yeah. exhausts the brand the search. Now it has to go find new users. So you mm -hmm. see this part, you don't, you shouldn't be worried about this. So this is a good thing. This means that it is now starting to chase new users and it'll pick again. So this is our extended graph, like yep. when it comes to conversions and copy. Yeah. You'll see that mostly in DSA where it's like, you'll start going after a keyword thing very heavily and then performance max will steal it. And then over a certain time, it'll start going back over it again. And then PMAX will steal it again. It's just like the information being shared is just going across both of them and just go back and forth sharing audiences and keywords and just general information. Yes. Okay. Brilliantly. So the next question is not about facts. It's about your opinion. So what do you think, what does Google is cooking? Like what is cooking? Negative keywords, new user only campaign, like any additional things you're expecting or you're hoping for like, or ad groups. You know, Google has access to negative keywords and has access to all the different networks it advertises on, but I don't think it should fall under the hands of the consumer. And the reason I say that is PMEDS runs across seven platforms. You don't know where it's showing and at what point it's showing. You might look at the data across all the platforms and be like, display isn't working, display isn't working, but indirectly display was being shown up to the consumer 20 times or your customer 20 times before they went back and searched for your brand and converted. I feel like this is all mumble thoughts. In short, if I was to summarize everything and make it as simple as possible, I don't think it should be in the consumer's hand because you might turn off something that was indirectly influencing your customers to come back and buy from you. Display might not be showing you good results, but it might be leading to them converting on the shopping network. Search might not be the best thing for you, but it might be leading to them clicking on a YouTube ad and converting for you. That's why if you can turn something off without actually knowing or like without realizing it, your convergence is just going to go down. And a lot of people honestly don't know how to read that data. They don't know how to tell, right? And they're just going to screw their campaigns. And the easiest way to avoid that is to just not give people access to data. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hide like that data. Focus on the last clicks, like search is good. Shopping yeah. is good, but nobody cares about YouTube and display anymore. But I read this somewhere. I think it was HubSpot. People took like seven touch points before they purchased something from you. That was years ago. Now they're saying it is like 35. I think if I remember correctly, it is 35 now. The display is better, but like if you want to convert something, let's say top of the funnel of keywords, like if you're selling crop tops and people are selling like best crop tops, like mm -hmm. your display and YouTube are increasing your click to rate for that. So people now recognize yeah. you and if they see your brand, they are more likely to engage with that search campaign. And my last question is this, do you have high hopes for performance max right now? Like most of the agencies are scared, like whoever I talk to about this, they're like, oh my God, we're going to lose our jobs because now Google is taking control of everything. But this is not, we saw, right? We see that it is now 
more complicated. It's now about creativity. Yeah. It's actually interesting. It's actually more strategic than the other campaigns now, where you really have to think about which audiences you want to target. It's a lot of less guesswork as well, but it's just as much being careful with what audience signals you test, what products you include in your asset groups. So no, I don't think it's going to steal anyone's job. If not, it just made it harder because now you got to be on top of things more because it's more automated, right? So if you're not giving correct information all the time, you're screwing up the campaign, right? Maybe people want to see complicated structures. Like most of the clients want to see, like, if I'm paying you guys, I should at least see like 15 campaigns running. They get into the accounts, they see like one performance max campaign, one DSA, and they're like, what is this? And they get into the performance max campaign, they see like 89 massive groups and they're, yep. they're like shocked. Basically. So you have high hopes for this. I do. I think it's really, really scalable. I just like, we've scaled clients like the one I told you about. It's We went from like 12, 15 grand a month to like 40 grand in a span of one month. That's how aggressively we scaled it. Then we had a dead client that was like about, we were about to lose. And then all of a sudden we're doing three apps, a thousand dollars a day, easily spending it. It's still scaling right now. And we're going like starting to target different countries as well for it. But yeah, no, I think there's a lot of potential for it. All right. So anything you'd like to add? No, I feel like our thoughts and our stuff was all over the place, guys, but we'll get better at it. Yeah. And don't hesitate to write, ask questions. Like we will come up with two, maybe three more ideas, then we will cap out and we will read the comments. And if you have any questions like we would like to discuss and we can bring more strategies, maybe even John one day, but yeah, I think that we'll invite everyone, but Kasim. Yeah. Kasim will be in the end, like maybe right now. Thanks for listening to the Google ads podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.